systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. It is dumb. It does not make sense. Hola. Hello. Hey, hey, hey. You got turd? Yeah. Thanks. Get out of the way. <laughs> Pat said to me the other day, he said, I... Sorry. What the heck are you doing? Wrong button. Pat said to me the other day, I noticed that you uh, talk about poop in every podcast. And one of our radio friends suggested we yeah. name it the Poopcast. But, you, you know, we're also going to do the And Then I Shit My Pants feature, so... We can't have it all about poop. Are you sure you're not into any kind of scat, like stuff like that? Because <laughs> you do seem to have a lot of, like, you know, ongoing Poop is funny, ideas. not sexy to me, no. <laughs> but nothing's really sexy to you. Everything's funny to you. So like, that's why I'm wondering. I'm wondering. I bet you. Nope. I bet you. I can promise you. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, not with me. That's not a line that I'm going to do. Thank God. Please don't poop on me. <laughs> In fact, that is the one line, the only time that I've had a woman talk so dirty that she unturned me off. <laughs> like, I feel like she... Did she ask you to poop on her? No, she uh, was asking for, uh, what'd she say, for me to pee on her. Ew. I was like, hold on. Listen. That's a line too dirty for me. I, like, to each his own, but my God, like, what? There's, what, um, what circuits are misfiring for you to think that pee and poop is, like, a turn-on? There <laughs> is a synthetic urine that has actually been developed, <laughs> so these kind of fetishes can be explored safely. Things you learn, you know, when you're unemployed. <laughs> or as I call it, on sabbatical, right? Sabbatical. <laughs> this is what you learn on sabbatical. Welcome to episode 26 of the Pat and AJ podcast. Uh, this, it, you know, they say you get honest reactions from two kind of people in your life, from little kids and from old people, which is not always necessarily a good thing. Sometimes they say it's because they're too young to know better and others, well, they're so old that they don't care anymore. <laughs> it can be hurtful. It can cut to the truth, but it is what it is. We're selling this house. We're getting ready to go. We're doing all those little fixes, those little things that you should have did when you lived in the house. Yeah, but you didn't care because it's not something like, you know, it's not like the ceiling's going to fall in. So, One of the little fixes we had to do in our basement behind the bar, actually where we are right now, where, where we record, is uh, put in trim. Now, this was on the suggestion of our realtor. She said, I love everything. I might throw in some trim behind the bar. We said, no problem. We can do this. Measure, buy trim. I do what I consider the best to my ability of installing some trim in a semi-permanent manner that will appeal to people when they walk through the house. AJ immediately looked at said trim job and said, I said, wow, that looks bad. (laughs) And it was so funny because it was so fluid. 
There and, was no filter. And, and I, no filter. I felt so bad about and it. And like, as it was coming out of her mouth, it was like um, Ralphie <laughs> in A Christmas Story when he, oh, fudge. <laughs> and I feel. Except I didn't say fudge. I feel like the moment slowed down for her because I could see her facial expression change. Like, I was oh, upset at myself. <laughs> shit, I shouldn't have said that because he spent a lot of time doing this and he self-admittingly is not good at this kind of stuff but was trying to do it to the best of his ability uh i i accept your blunt criticism because yes i would kick back this work <laughs> if, if somebody came over and did if, it and left if i were to pay someone for this now because she can't leave well enough alone much like the cat on a hot tin roof AJ took it upon herself to fix what she considered my ugly job. Well, no, to be fair, I left it. I just said, you know, let's kind of cover up the gap a little bit. We can use some caulk. This woman uh, makes her own trip to Menards. Always scary. We all know this. She comes back. She's got her own thing now. It's officially an AJ project. I will sit back and just wait for the results. Well, I figured if I was going to talk shit about you doing a bad job, I, I would feel, try to like make it look better because I feel like if you're going to say something like that, then do it yourself. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll try to make it look better. It, 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 and it doesn't look better. <laughs> yeah, I woke up today to my wife furiously trying to find a way out of the hole she had dug herself. You see, she took my sloppy job and i think turn it into a modern art exposition it's sloppy job sloppy no, sloppy this job is, no, no, no no mine was a sloppy job this looks like somebody had explosive yes. diarrhea on your sloppy job once again poop reference from aj it is brown though it's brown. seven seven minutes we're already two in so you do something, I'm not quite sure what, but apparently AJ has gone out and bought herself like industrial strength caulk, like stuff that is meant to never, ever uh, come down. It's and what the guy at Menards told yeah. me to buy. So uh, it's so funny, and I'm laughing, and I don't care. I don't care. I told her, I don't care. I don't care. He actually was not I as upset care. as I thought he would be, and especially when he saw it. He I goes, care. It doesn't look that bad. It's not that bad, but it's worse than I did. <laughs> like you took what I did and just made it worse. Yeah, I did. You're like you're like the politician who campaigns against the guy and says, "Watch me do it." And then when he gets elected, he does worse. <laughs> that was you. You were like, "Boy, you suck." And I go, "Okay, fine, your job." And then you sucked way worse. But I did admit so, it. I I I, I didn't. Play same around. Here, same here. So we both take L's on it. We both take, but we, we suck at this. Both but of us. listen, maybe AJ, it's it's because she's got some confidence right now. You're built up. Of course, you've been talking a lot about your wins lately, both on our uh, socials on on Instagram and Facebook, and here on the podcast. You uh, have become little Miss Fix It. You have fixed. I fixed our dryer. The heating element on our dryer. God, I had to take the whole thing apart. Uh, now I know how a dryer works. We have an email in from patnaj.com. Uh, it's Uh-oh. from Molly. Molly's been with us, by the way, since lacrosse. Explain to everyone. Molly. Explain to how, how far back that is in Pat and AJ lore. Lacrosse La- was La- our lacrosse. first morning show job. It was uh, 2000. We were there from 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Um, that was our very first shot at a morning show. And I, it was not always good. Like oh, no. anyone who is with us from those days, I always. I feel bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. Wow. You didn't hear us when we were better. 
So Molly says, hey, just want to stop in and say I listened to episode 24 last night. It had me laughing out loud in my basement. Why it's relatable. I consider myself a pretty handy lady as well. I recently took it upon myself to clean in between the glass panels on the oven door. Shit! Molly, how do you hold, do that? Hold, wait for the end of the email. <laughs> Slow down. Much I, like Molly maybe needed to. <laughs> she said, I took it upon myself to clean in between the glass panels on the oven door after something spilled and leaked down between yep. them. After watching a couple of YouTube videos, I thought I was prepared. Uh-oh. And I took out those four little screws. <laughs> now, according to YouTube, the panels were supposed to gently separate. <laughs> So you could clean in between them really quick and put them back. In reality, two plastic two plastic trim pieces immediately fell out onto the floor. The handle fell off, and the entire thing disintegrated into my hands. Oh, Molly. Oh, my God. I've never broke out in, into a panic sweat so bad in my life. The worst part was that the stainless steel panel started to bend. Oh, God. When I let it go as oh, well. Oh, Molly, I'm so sorry. I ended up dragging the entire thing across the kitchen to prop it up against the door, against the cabinets, to figure out how the fuck I was going to fix it before <laughs> my husband found out. I'm picturing Molly doing this in like a feverish panic right now. And like, I feel like with it's... With like circus music behind I it. I feel like it's you with, with the caulk down That's here. That's what happened this morning. Yeah, with the caulk down here because it was... <laughs> I, I was trying to clean oh, it up. no! It was all over my hands. And by the way, it doesn't just come off. Yeah, I was absolutely... <laughs> we, we'll call that a Molly moment. I was a having Molly. a Molly moment today. That's good. I like a that Molly was, I had a Molly moment today. Um, so, so what see. happened? So she said, long, because I've considered doing that well, cleaning in between the glass. Long story short, the oven door ended up in about 24 pieces for close to five days Oof. before my husband and I got a chance to put it all back together and back on the unit. Thank God. He's so understanding. And also thank God for our pizzazz. Way to go. AJ for diving into fixing oh. the dryer. That's one thing I don't think. I'd even be brave enough to do. So see, here here's the thing. One, Molly, congratulations. I, I've thought about doing that before and I've never and been please, able to figure and it out please how. Please don't do it. I won't. Please don't do but it. But I know where she's coming from. Uh, and then she went on to talk a little bit. She used to work in a jail. She liked the inmate letter that we oh talked about in episode so twenty four. She said she used to have to scan oh. inmate uh mail. Mail, yeah. So she's like, I get it. They're gold. Listen, Molly, the only reason I had the cojones to try and fix the dryer is because I knew that if I didn't, we were just going to have to get like a cheap new one. Like there really was no lose here. I'm like, if it, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, we get a new one. Like I kind of knew we were at that point. And so. I, I guess it really kind of sucks too that we're... <sighs> That's the only thing about my, my mess today is like it's cosmetic. It is purely cosmetic the dryer on the the oven on the other hand a a, a dryer is a big deal oven's a big deal this is very cosmetic but i hate to say it and this is i don't care even with the oven or if you had a busted dryer unfortunately in whatever this insane real estate market is that we're in right now this trim is not going to stop anybody from buying this house no but that's what i pictured i pictured our realtor like walking somebody down here and they see like my the shitty trim job 
behind the bar. I mean, it's it's literally barely a corner of the room and being like, nope, we're out of here. <laughs> now, mind you, we remodeled the entire bar. When we came here, it looked like a hobo's bar. It did. Okay? It was like a piece of plywood on the floor with a stool. We remodeled the whole bar. We put in flooring. We put a new carpet down here. But of course, in your mind, this one piece of trim. <laughs> this is like 34 inches, about, you know, four inches uh, tall. That's going to make or break someone. They're like, you know what? I love everything about it. Love the school district. Love the taxes. Hey, the neighborhoods look nice, but son of a bitch, that trim. <laughs> I can't do it. Listen, it'll be fine. All right. I'm not worried about All it. Right. Hey, speaking of. Speaking of houses, and yeah, the market is crazy, by the way. Average median house for a uh, house price in the U.S. just rose to $370,000. That's unaffordable for most people. $370,000. It's up 15%. And, and it just keeps going up. Um, we're going to talk about mortgages. Because there's more than one way to skin a cat, and we found out how, and I want you to know about that as well. Plus, the good news. Hold up. Oh, it feels good. The good news with Pat and AJ. All right. Good news, by the way, always up at patandaj.com. Go and tell all your friends. So, of course, I've been keeping my my eye a little bit on the Tucson news and scene because we are moving there, right? So, I noted. Now, I, I also noticed this when I was in Tucson. Uh, there is a large Girl Scout building. It was oh, it was very pretty. It had a awesome. it had a mural. It was all about girl power. Oh, and I love stuff. it. And so I I don't know if there's like a headquarters there. But hey, this good news since we'll be talking about you know COVID and vaccines and all about that later on in the podcast has to do how we're still bobbing and weaving, and that's okay. So big ups to the Girl Scouts who took their cookies and cocktails event into a not virtual because we're beyond virtual yeah. okay they made it a drive-through event now this is normal oh. yeah normally this is actually a big fundraiser that raises a bunch of cash for girls all throughout the uh, southern arizona area to be able to experience a girl scout leadership program but they were able to transform it into what was called a socially distant event where you were able to drive through and one get your cookies because that's all we really care about. <laughs> Two, spin the wheel of wine. And then, of course, you get to take home the bottle of wine. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to ask how they did that. I'm like, they didn't give them, like, an open cocktail, did they? Well, actually, AJ, because, you know, your home state did just legalize cocktails to go, in case you're wondering. Uh, yes, there were craft cocktails that were to go at a craft cocktail station as well. It was all put into your car. Everyone was six feet away. And just in case you're wondering, it is for the Girl Scouts. So yes, because this is normally not an event that is open to the little ones. It's inside. They had a family tunnel. So you could go through with the girls if you didn't want them exposed to like booze and booze and booze. Oh, I love it. Even though the booze and booze and booze was for a good cause. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You could go through the uh, family uh, tunnel of cookies and cocktails. And now all the young girls in Southern Arizona could continue being out there slanging cookies. And I love it. I love instead of fighting against everything that you just got to evolve for a very short time. And that's what they did. Yeah, they said they just wanted to go ahead and try to mirror the best they could the traditional cookies and cocktails that they normally have every year. They already took 2020 off, so here you go. You get you have a new 2021 tradition to keep up for next year. It does make me feel good. Spread the good news now at patandaj.com. Gain some grays. Maybe lost a few minutes off the old ticker trying to get funding for our uh, new house. 
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, yes, it is the hardest it's been. In about six years to get a mortgage, we've talked about this in previous podcasts as well. How, yes, those uh, the rates are super low and stuff. And so everybody wants to refinance or buy, and the banks are making it really difficult. Now, we're also, of course, still uh, coming out of a global pandemic, which not only devastated us uh, physically, but it devastated us financially. financially. Yeah, A lot of folks lost their jobs. A lot of folks transitioned. And boy, if there's one thing that mortgage companies love, it's recent change in <laughs> what you've been doing. Uh, also, we've seen the rise of gig workers. And I'm not just talking like Uber and Lyft and stuff. There are people now that literally, I would say, I have at least, uh, I mean, right now I have five names that I can think of of people that have, I would say, five hustles that kind of... All accumulate into one. Yeah, Big paycheck. Yeah, and, and, and they're all, you know, I would say, quote-unquote, gig work, whether yeah. it's digital work, um, remote work for this or, you know, this or that or whatever it is. So, basically, it's different than it was. So, the game has changed, basically. I mean, I would say the days of getting a traditional every two-week paycheck, maybe from a location that you travel to Monday through Friday, yes, very much could be gone. So with that comes, I guess, I don't know, a new world and traditional sources and systems are, I don't know. I don't want to say going the way of the dodo because they're working for a lot of people, but there's also a certain amount of the population who they don't work for. Now, we were finding ourselves in that population. Yeah, we were trying to get a mortgage um, for our house in Arizona, and it's not a big mortgage. I mean, it is not... We had enough money to put down that this wasn't an, an enormous mortgage. And for the first time in our lives, we have like great credit scores. So silly me, I thought this would be no problem. It turned into an enormous, enormous hurdle that we didn't clear. So this is something that you may or may not be aware of. But of course, the credit score that you're so often reminded of. and So important. Uh, so these, important. These days, more so you're reminded to keep an eye on it to make sure there's no fraud or anything, yeah. it seems like. But still, this credit score that you're often taught to tend to throughout your life, because it will come in handy, suddenly becomes less important in a mortgage lending Process. So basically, the problem was is that um, I have not owned my own media business for more than two years, and that Pat is unemployed. And on paper, like I get it. At first, I was like, "Okay, I understand." Like, I, you know, I, I get it. But there, I'm like, "There's got to be something we can do." Like, we have a lot of money to put down. We have assets. Um, we ended up trying to get a co-signer. That didn't help. We, we actually got a co-signer, and they're like, nope, that doesn't help either. So just when we were, you know, I think ready to just toss in the Oh, I had already tossed in I literally, the towel. I literally said to my mortgage guy on uh, Tuesday night, I said, is this it? Because you're just wasting my time now. And he, he was like, well, yeah. And I said, okay, well, whatever. There are options for you if you are of the self-employed, if you are of the gig workers, if you are those that say, I have a great credit score, I pay my bills on time, I have a lot saved up in my retirement, and I need a little help, but this bank won't give it to me. Have you ever thought about these alternative methods to get yourself into home buying? Asset-based loans is one way that you can go. A bank statement loans. Think about those. 
That's for someone out there that says, I have all this money in the I've bank. I've got a lot of cash in the bank, yeah. Maybe you're someone who is, I know there's a whole breed of them that figured out how to retire at 30 and like live off interest. Yeah. So if you're one of those folks that's saying, hey, I just have income that's generated by what I have in my accounts. Well, you know who I can see this being a problem for too? And I've seen it on the Facebook page. People who follow Dave Ramsey because Dave Ramsey is cash, cash, cash. And a lot of people say, well, I don't have credit cards. I don't have this. I don't have that. I just have cash. There are jumbo loans with 5% down. There are DCSR, no income mortgage loans. There are private mortgage cash loans. Now, we found out about this because our conventional loan fell through and we had 12 hours until we had to basically say, you know what? Forget it. We're out of this house and we're back on the market. And we discovered a financial person who deals in all these loans, and he basically let us in on this secret. Yeah, he said, listen, banks have tunnel vision. They only see what's directly in front of them. They don't care what you have. They don't care what you've had. They don't care what bills you paid. They don't care about any of that stuff. And he's like, you know, it can be hard to move out of that. So we ended up getting ourselves into a very non-traditional loan that services our needs right now. Now, there are options for people out there who may be like us. Now, of course, I'm someone who's saying, I have this new degree. Once I purchase this home in this new land, I'm going to go get employment. So there's another method of paying this back. But maybe you're someone who's new to the gig economy over the last year. How many people got sent home from their service and their industry jobs? Yeah. And have just had to figure something figure it out, yeah. out. And they're generating income perhaps better than they were behind the bar. Sure. As someone, by the way, who worked in the service industry, I know what it's like. Easy come, easy go with that cash every night. Sure. AJ remembers the bucket. We had a, no, it wasn't a bucket. It was a uh, cookie jar. Oh, thank you very much. Full of cash on the top of our refrigerator that we used for diapers and formula. That was our best savings and loan, but <laughs> that was all of Pat's bar that, money. That was young Pat and AJ's uh, yes. savings and loan. <laughs> but that was my bar money, right? So, you know, a lot of folks have figured out new Pat's, but now maybe you're saying, I'm trying to do the next thing, which is buy a home. Or maybe not even that. You're 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 trying to just do something and you can't find you're a trying backer. to get money, yeah. And you walk into your normal bank, your normal credit union, and all they want to hear is, well, you need to have a registered business yeah. that has been around for twenty four months plus. They're gonna want profit loss statements, they're gonna want accepted taxes from the government. And you're going to say, well, hold on. I don't have any of that. But look, look at my bank statement and look at how I pay my bills and look at my credit score. Don't get frustrated. No. Because and we- it's very easy to because they will. They'll basically ask for everything but your firstborn. And, and you just have to know when to say you're done. And that's what I said on Tuesday. I mean, the guy literally said, we need to put more income on paper for you. And I said, well, I have no more money coming out of my ass, unfortunately. <laughs> so I don't know where you want me to find this income. You need to find more money. I'm like, you un- I-, I kept saying to him, do you understand how ridiculous this sounds? And that's when I was like, just forget it. Forget it. And then I, I kid you not, within a couple hours of speaking to um, a new financial mortgage broker who deals in more alternative funding methods, we were uh, 
Signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. They said, oh, I was shocked. I was shocked. Now, of course, listen, you are going to lose some of the luxuries out there. Okay. And this is uh, like my old joke about why they could never really figure out why the mob in whatever form of whatever culture, whatever nationality, because there's a mob for no matter where you are and who you are. Why it existed. It existed because there were people who couldn't go to legitimate sources, like, say, banks, for a loan. Now, what's the trade-off? Maybe you get higher interest if you go ask your local loan shark. Well, if you're going to do some alternative funding methods... There are going to be alternate issues. Now, you are not going to be getting in on these 2.2% record low mortgage interest rates because those are four. And I remember this. I remember this... From my grandfather telling me with the uh, the car ads growing up. Because my family, by the way, we bought cars cash. Yeah. No one finances cars. But the car ads would come on and it would say how much per month. And it would say, you could have this brand new do-do-do-do-do for do-do-do-do-do per month. And I, as a little kid, would be like, where'd you get the brand new It's only do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do per month. And I remember my grandfather explaining to me at that point about the interest rates. Well, yeah, you're paying a couple bucks per month, but now you're getting charged more on top of that yep. for them holding that money for you. And that's why he explained to me, maybe it's better for you to do this. Now, if you're not in that position and you can't do that, maybe you're willing to accept higher interest rates. Which is what we got for our house. And we're okay with that. I mean, we we have a long-term financial plan so that the higher interest rate is really not going to affect us that much. It's more of a short-term loan for us. Now, of course, at the interest rate that we're getting in at, I wouldn't want to hold on to that for 30 years. Oh, hell no. If this was a 30-year issue, I'd say forget it, but it's not for us. But if it it is for you, you know, you got to do that math. But I just more so wanted to talk about these because we felt very we felt very hopeless. We felt hopeless. We felt um, just a little dirty about it. Oh my god! You feel dirty, don't you? Well, it was again just upsetting because we've done everything you're supposed to do. Yes, we pay all our bills on time. We've had two houses and two mortgages in our lifetime. We've never missed a payment. We've improved our credit scores. We've saved money, blah, blah, blah. And you would think that wouldn't be an issue. And then they treat you like you're a deadbeat that doesn't pay your bills. And that's it. Since I kept, I mentioned that many times. I said, this is insulting, insulting. So listen, if you're someone who Who is being insulted by the banks, who just feels (laughs) left out, you know, and, and you really do feel like, well, I've done everything I can do, and I don't know what else I can do, so I just kind of throw yeah. your hands up in the air. So whether it's, you know, a fixed-rate mortgage isn't for you, an FHA loan isn't for you, I want you to Google things like asset-based loan. Yeah. Google things like interest-only loan. Google things like bank statement loans. Yeah. There's stuff out there. Now, again, you're not going to get these record low interest rates yet. You're going to pay a little bit higher on that. But if you could get low rates, you wouldn't be listening to us and Googling that anyways. The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.